Morning. Uh, welcome to, again to All Saints. Uh, thank you for Wendy and for Mike and the family for leading the service so far. Uh, we come now to talk on the passage that we've been exploring today, the Gospel reading, uh, which is about the Good Shepherd and its sheep, as you might have guessed from the uh, uh, the activities that we've had so far and the videos that we've had. It's been great. Uh, so before I start, I'll pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all our hearts be always acceptable to you, our King and our Saviour. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to try and do it through a slide deck and presentation. We'll see how that works. Uh, hopefully, between myself and Mike, we can get this working. But uh, I'll hand over to the next part of my talk. Bible has hundreds of references through Old and New Testament about shepherds, sheep, flocks and sheepfolds. This is because it would be an example that the people of the time would understand. Villages would depend heavily on sheep to survive. That would be the source of their food, milk and clothing. But looking after them would be hard. Harder than even that of James that Wendy mentioned earlier. In addition to the challenges of looking after the sheep, there would have been wolves and bears and thieves. Strangely, for 21st century Britain, I personally know two shepherds. One is my cousin in Anglesey, and one is a fellow ordinand at my college where I'm studying to be a vicar. Are they good shepherds? Possibly. I don't think that the romanticised view of shepherds is at all close to the reality that they live there are lots of early mornings and late nights, lots of family events and holidays that are missed, and lots and lots of mud, rain, hail and snow. Yet both of them love it dearly. They talk to their sheep. They know which ones are leaders and need to be controlled more carefully, which ones are timid and have to be approached gently. They can tell when a sheep is in pain or behaving unnaturally, and they do care. Despite all of the problems, they put the comfort and protection of their sheep above their own comfort and needs. They will stay out at night with the sick and the dying and the lambs and the lost. When we have visited my cousin, it is not unusual to find a lamb or two in their kitchen. And, honestly, Everything slightly smells of poo. They don't wear tea towels either, strange to say. It is a hard life, but they both find it fulfilling. We will first look at the gate and the gatekeeper. In Jesus' time, for a good shepherd, there was no time when the sheep would be left alone. No thieves or robbers or wild animals could get to the sheep when they were in the pen as the only way in was through the entrance where the gatekeeper sat, as you can see in the picture. The gatekeeper, clearly a person, was often also called the gate. Weird, I know, but that's described the role that they undertook. No one could go in or out without passing the gate. I often imagine the scene from The Lord of the Rings with Gandalf, None shall pass. Jesus describes himself as the gate. 
When we need to rest, he guards us. He keeps away the worst temptations and tests of life. As you can see from the image on the previous slide, the sheepfold will not protect the sheep from the rain or the cold, any of the elements. For us, this passage does not tell us that we will not experience the harshness of life, but it does mean that God is always near us, looking out for us and ensuring we are able to have life and have it to the full. None shall pass. This is a famous picture, which many of you will recognise, of the faithful dog listening to his master's voice from a record player, not quite able to figure out where the voice is coming from. In John 10 verse 3, we're told that the sheep listen to his voice, and in verse 4, that they know his voice. Apparently, when there are new sheep in a flock, they need to be trained to know their shepherd's voice. At that point, they can listen to it, but need to know they can trust the one from whom it comes. Jesus promises us that, as our shepherd, we will hear his voice. And as we come to know his faithfulness and trustworthiness, we will come to know the voice of the one we are called to follow. Also, from this passage, we're reminded that life is not simply about staying safe in the sheepfold. The sheep would never thrive or even survive if that happened. They need food and water. And so the shepherd takes them out of the relative safety of the sheepfold and into more risky and dangerous places. Yet he guides them. He leads them. And he takes them where they need to go to receive that nourishment. And as with that good shepherd, so with Jesus, we are not alone. Jesus is with us and, as we are reminded from the verses in what must be one of the most famous and well-loved Psalms, Psalm 23, he will guide us by still waters and allow us to lie in green pastures. We may not know where we are going or what hazards may present in our life, but we are encouraged to trust in him and seek spiritual nourishment. As the Good Shepherd, Jesus knows each one of us by name and cares for us each individually. Sometimes we struggle to accept this. We may feel different or not as good as others, but that is not valuing ourselves as Jesus truly values us. He loves each one of us so much that and I'm going to cheat a bit and sneak into verse 11, which was just after today's reading. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. At Easter, we remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, laying down his life for our sakes, caring for each of us so much that he was prepared to sacrifice himself for each one of us. Interestingly, as I was preparing for this talk, I discovered that in the Old Testament, any reference to the Good Shepherd is about God. It's a reference about God. So when, in verse 11, Jesus says, I am the Good Shepherd, he is actually making a really bold claim. He is saying to the Jews of the day, 
I am God. It was not surprising that the Jews weren't very happy with him. He was claiming to be their God. Yet we know this to be true. So often at Easter we focus on sacrifice, but we forget about the resurrection that followed. Our Lord was not simply a sacrifice. He is alive. He is living and he is loving and he is caring for us now. He is always with us and guides our paths. He is our good shepherd. So in summary, we reflect on the reading and the talk that we've just heard about the Good Shepherd. And we're reminded that he guards us and protects us. That we are called to listen to him and to know his voice. We're reminded that he guides us through the difficulties of life, whatever they are. He will never leave us. And gloriously, he knows and loves each one of us by name. He cares for us individually. He loves each one of us. And lastly, and most greatest of all, that he is God. He is alive and he is with each one of us now and always. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs>